0: Now, I'm going to read you seven questions, or or seven statements, and I want you to tell me which two are correct, okay? So, I'm going to read seven statements, and I want you to tell me which two are correct, okay? Okay? And these are all questions or or statements uh, about the Bible. So statement number one, the Bible says that God helps those who help themselves. Now, just don't don't answer yet. Let me read through all the statements and then we'll go back and we'll vote on if it's true or not. Okay? so statement number one. The Bible says that God helps those who help themselves. Statement number two. The books of the New Testament are written centuries after the events they describe. Statement number three. Cleanliness is next to godliness in the Bible. Now, number four is a give me. Okay, I'm just... I'm being nice to you. I'm giving you one. According to the Bible, the earth is flat. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I don't think we need a vote on that one. So really, there's six statements, okay? Um, uh, Number five, uh, the earliest New Testament manuscript uh, go back to the 4th and 5th century A.D., The Bible teaches that the earth is the center of the universe. And then number seven, the English Bible is a translation of a translation of a translation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, of uh, Of the original and fresh errors were introduced in each stage of the process. So, <clears throat> let's go back, talk about them, and then you tell me which, are the, which two are the ones that are true statements. The Bible says that God helps those who help themselves. Is that a true statement? No, no it is not. Now, your mom may have told you that. <clears throat> or your grandma or somebody, but it's, it's nowhere in the Bible. Okay. In fact, if anything, uh, just the opposite is is taught in Scripture. We ha- we need to be dependent on God, not on ourselves. Um, <clears throat> number two, uh, the books of the New Testament uh, were written centuries after uh, the events they describe. Is that a true statement or a false statement? How how many of you would say that's a true statement? Okay, how many would say that's a false statement? Okay, the majority, okay. So, all right, number three, cleanliness is next to godliness in the Bible. So, again, this is an old wise tale. I'm going to give you this one. This is is not true. Uh, Again, your mom probably wanted you to think that, Uh, but it's not true. Uh, The earth is not flat, and the Bible actually teaches that it's round, okay? Uh, Number five, the earliest New Testament manuscripts go back only to the 4th or 5th century AD. Okay, that is a false statement as well. Okay, so we're down to two. The Bible teaches that the earth is the center of the universe. Okay, that is also a false statement. And then number seven, the English Bible is a translation of a translation of a translation, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, of the original and fresh errors were introduced in each stage of the process. That is false. (laughs) All the statements are false. Okay, there is no true statement in there. I, I I kind of baited you by saying which which two <laughs> you <lied to> me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I baited you. <laughs> See the, the 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 my my point is this. Oftentimes we have an opinion of the Word of God that we get from an unhealthy source. And even though it sounds good to say that cleanliness is next to godliness and every mother would like to preach that to their children, uh, just because (coughs) it sounds good doesn't mean it's true. I I was reading this week an article that I was, I don't know who wrote the article. I know uh, the the magazine it came from was Newsweek magazine. Uh, I don't know who wrote it. I didn't look. I didn't want to know. But it was an interesting article. Now, how many of you have ever heard of Newsweek? Okay. Newsweek is a is a very liberal left wing news organization. Okay, it is anything but Christian. <clears throat> but I want to read you a part of the article that that I read. They wave their Bibles at passerbys, screaming their condemnation. Of homosexuals they fall on their knees worshiping at the base of granite monuments to the Ten Commandments while demanding prayer in school they appear to God as America from the potential uh, from the political opponents excuse me <clears throat> they appeal to God to save America from their political opponents, mostly Democrats. They gather in football stadiums by the thousands to pray for the country's salvation. They are God's frauds. Now listen, I'm not done. And I personally believe the author of this article is mostly right. Cafeteria Christians who pick and choose which Bible verse they heed with less care than they exercise in selecting side orders for lunch. I I agree with that statement. They are joined by religious rationalizers, fundamentalists who... who are unable to find Scripture supporting their biases and beliefs, twist phrases and modify translations to prove they are honoring the Bible, God's Word. I agree with that. This is a long, or excuse me. This is no longer a matter of personal or private faith. With pol- politicians, social leaders, and even some clergy invoking a book they seem to have never read, or whose phrases they don't understand, America is being besieged by b- biblical illiteracy. Amen to that. Amen. Climate change. <clears throat> now, I don't agree totally with what he says here, but or she, I don't know. Um, climate change is said to be uh, uh, impossible because the promise of God made to Noah. The Mosaic law from the Old Testament uh, directs uh, American government. Creationism should be taught in schools. Helping Syria resist chemical weapon attacks uh, is a sign of the end times. All these arguments have been advanced by modern evangelical political uh, uh, excuse me politicians and their brethren, yet none of them are supported in Scripture as they were originally written. I, I can argue some of that, okay? Just saying. <clears throat> The Bible is is not the book many American fundamentalists and political opportunists think it is. Or more preciously, or excuse me, or more precisely, what they want it to be. Their lack of knowledge about the Bible is well established. And this is where I really wanted to get to a Pew Research poll in 2010 found that evangelicals rank only a smidgen higher than atheists in their familiarity of the New Testament and Jesus' teachings. That's sad. Americans revere the Bible but by and large they don't read it wrote George Gallup Jr. and Jim uh, uh, Castelli uh, pollsters and researchers who worked worked focused on uh, religion in, in the United States the Barna Group a Christian polling firm found in 2012 that evangelicals accepted the attitudes of the Pharisees and religious leaders over the teachings of Jesus Christ. There's something wrong in America, people. Newsweek's Exploration here of the Bible's history and meaning is not intended to advance a particular uh, theology or debate uh, the exercise. uh, uh, Excuse me, or or debate the existence of God. Rather, it is designed to shine a light on a book that has been abused by people who claim to revere it but don't read it I wish I could stand in the pulpit of every church in America today and read this this what I just read you because it's the truth What do we have in our hand here Is this just a book or is it the living word of God? You know, we're getting ready to the, the the section that we're getting ready to to do here is the the word of God. And and when I when I read that uh, that Newsweek article, uh, at first I was I was you know my um, my pride welled up. And I thought, how dare they? And then the more, the more I thought about it, I thought, I'm guilty of that myself. We all are. Standing and claiming, you know, yeah, hey, we need the Ten Commandments in our courthouses and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, okay. How many of the Ten Commandments can you name right now? If you are average, you might get 3. Are they really that important? How precious is this book? Is it just a book? I'm I'm getting ready to demonstrate to you at least to me i i I, I just i i want to show you the goodness of god through his word turn in your bibles to psalm chapter 118 (coughs) oh 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 yeah i'm sorry we have some visitors back there (laughs) i totally forgot Uh, we are doing a bible study uh, we have a, this book that we're working through. Um, so, yeah, we just started it last week. Uh, in fact, we just did the introduction of it last week. So, um, anyway, I'm I'm sorry. I meant to tell you that and totally forgot. <clears throat> now, what, what I'm about to tell you, and I, I don't know how long this is going to take. It should only take a couple minutes, but... Yeah, I agree. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> you gotta love kids. Okay. How important is every word in this book? Okay. Well let let me let me let me rephrase that cuz that's an impossible answer. How many of you would say that every word in this book is important? How many of you would say that? Okay. Hopefully all of us would agree with that. If you go and and don't ask me how I know this because I, I know this because I was told by people that I trust. <coughs> but according to the original languages, they have, they have, there have been theologians that have figured out that the center verse in the Bible is Psalm 118, verse 8. Now, how they, again, how they figure that out, I don't know. But th- this is what they tell us that the center verse in the Bible is Psalm 118 and verse 8. Let's read it. It is good to trust in the Lord. Excuse me. I, I don't know where that came from. <clears throat> Uh, it is better, it is better to trust in the Lord. How many of you are thinking, wow, what book does he have? <laughs> Man, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. How more precious than that? To be the center of God's word. Should't that verse kind of sum up the whole word of God? It is better oh, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. Now I want to I want to kind of give you a, a Greek a Hebrew and Latin lesson here. Okay, now again, I'm not a theologian, but I do know some language uh concepts that I think are are really important here. And that is this. There is a really really key word in this in this passage that Kind of, kind of brings the whole thought together, if that makes sense. Anybody know what that key word in verse eight is? I'm sorry. Nope. 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 Not trust. Huh? No, it's not the Lord. Nope. You're running out of words. Okay. There is a critical word that, that brings the entire thought together in this verse that we read over it all the time and we miss. In. The word in. Now, <clears throat> the problem with the English language is the English language is probably the worst language that's ever been developed in the history of mankind. <laughs> I, I'm serious. The, the English language is vague and, and uncommittive, if you would the The word "in" in the English language, what does it mean? It can mean a lot of things, can it not? But in especially in Hebrew and Greek, the word "in" whenever you see the word in, it literally means to be placed in to. So think about this verse. It literally means to be surrounded by, or even the picture here is to be placed into a protective fortress. So let's read it again. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in men. Now, I don't know about you, Rick, Yeah, it's, yeah, but it, 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 yeah, right. So, the, the concept here is that life, my life is better off in God. Now, I'm going to take a little rabbit trail here. (coughs) <coughs> Any of you ever heard of something called numerology? Okay, numerology is <coughs> a biblical study of numbers in the Scriptures. And there are certain numbers in Scripture that are significant. Um, can somebody name one? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven is probably the most common of them. Seven is a significant Um, uh, you see it in Genesis 7, uh, verses 2 to 4, Revelation chapter 1. It's it's often called God's number or the number of perfection. Um, uh, The number 3 also is a number of divine um, perfection, uh, representing the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, The number 40 uh, is a significant number in Scripture. Uh, You see uh, the number of um, uh, uh, years uh, that Moses uh, spent wandering in the wilderness, uh, 40 days in Exodus, 40 days involved in the story of Jonah uh, and Nineveh. Uh, Jesus was uh, tempted 40 days and so on and so forth. Okay, so there are certain numbers that are significant in Scripture. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, uh, generations in, the, in in Scripture are 40 years, uh, according to Jewish tradition. Yep. <clears throat> so, um, uh, let, let's see here. Oh, oh, and the number six is the uh, the number of men. Uh, the, the number of man. Uh, man was created on the sixth day. Uh, man labors for six days only. Um, uh, Another example of the uh, Bible using numbers uh, to be significant is the number 666. Um, And then uh, that that is the uh, number of the Antichrist in uh, Revelation chapter 13. So having said all that, the number 18 is a significant number. It is known as, in Jewish tradition, the number of life, 18. Now, I want you to, if you have a piece of paper there, I want you to write 1188. Okay, what does what do you think one one eight eight stands for? So Psalm one hundred eighteen verse eight. Okay, now I want you to put those parentheses, brackets, around the middle eighteen. So you should have one parenthesis, one eight parenthesis 8 is that what you got okay what you have in a very practical sense god gave us a word or number picture of the meaning of this verse you have 18 which is life Within life, you see the you see it. Life within life. I'm here to tell you this is not just a book. This is the word of God. And not only is every word precious, everything about this book is precious. Now, can I I show you what I just showed you through uh, numerology in every verse in the Bible? I can't do that. Okay, I'm not smart enough to figure that one out. But I can tell you this. Everything in this book is here for a reason. and it, and it is not accidental that the center verse of the bible is psalm 118:8 life within life let's read it again it is better to trust in the lord than to put confidence in men. What are you trusting in today? How much time have you spent reading and studying this book? You know, I can I can stand up here week after week and I can expound on all the Knowledge that I have will take all of 10 minutes. And I can share with you week after week after week of the the truths of this book. But the reality is, if you don't take the truths from this book, not that I teach you, but the the truths from this book, and if you don't let them change your life, then as the Newsweek article says, then you are nothing more. What, what, did, what kind of Christians do they call them? Fraud. Well, fraud, but the cafeteria Christians. You're nothing more than a cafeteria. And, and, and basically, what you're doing is you're saying, you know what, God? There are some things I want to do on my own. Now I demonstrated to you a very I think cool theological thing just now about the Bible. But that doesn't mean a thing. If you're not willing to let the book change your life. I can I can tell you all kind of cool fact we're going to we're going to be looking at some of them here very quickly and and we we can look at these and, and we can yeah okay yeah 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 but the reality is if this book is just another book on on your shelf or on your on the on your on your desk or wherever you keep your bible and on your uh, nightstand or whatever if it's just if it stays there and it doesn't change your life then I truly feel sorry for you. Any questions before we go on? No? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. The the, the in in. <clears throat> In Jewish tradition, okay, uh, it, it, is, it, it is a combination of, they, okay, what the, what the Jews do is they assign numerical significance to letters, okay? And the two letters that make up um, life is 18, okay? I, 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 don't, I, I don't, other than that, it's about as deep as I can go. So 18 is the number of life. According to the Jewish tradition, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, any anybody else? Like I said, I can't. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to go much deeper now. I just it was just something that I came across. I knew years ago. I've I, I've known for years that some 1188 was the center. of of the Word of God that I just recently learned the numerology aspect of it. And um, I just thought it was something precious that I'd share with you. Okay, anybody else? What? Oh, okay. Okay, uh, we're going to be in the book now, uh, page 4. Those of you that have the book, um, again, uh, Jenny has one more and we just ordered what eight of those oh six okay we we can get more we can get more it's no problem Um, but uh, we are going to be uh, starting on page four Uh, right in the middle it says lesson one and again if I have the tendency here of going too fast uh, so if you have a question along the way Please stop me. We'll talk about it. We'll if I don't have the answer, then uh, we'll we'll find out. Okay. So uh, number uh, lesson number one. We begin our journey learning about uh, the Bible, or excuse me, the book uh, that will be our guide through this course. In fact, through our uh, our entire Christian life, and that is the Bible. So there you go. In this lesson, uh, we will learn some of the most important truths related to the Bible. Who wrote it? Why uh, we believe it? And what impact it can have in our daily lives. See, I I want you to pay close attention to this because this goes, the the first part of this goes back to one of the questions I asked at the beginning. And that's who, who wrote it? And is there any any false information embedded in the Word of God? So we're going to be talking about all that. Uh, why we believe it. Um, that is a that is a critical question. Um, uh, many years ago, my wife and I uh, we have we have friends, believe it or not. Um, and uh, we were many years ago. We were at this, this 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 friend's house, and the the wife of this couple was struggling through some um, help me out. Um, she probably don't even know who I'm talking about. Um, uh, her her faith. She was struggling with some things in her faith, and yeah, um, and. The the husband had pulled me aside and we were talking and and uh, he said he said um, you know basically in a nutshell he asked me if I could help his wife with some some struggles that she was having so we were sitting there and uh, the kids were gone playing and doing their thing and and um, uh, I I asked her I said I said hey let me ask you a question um, and I gave her a question and, and I, I pointed at the Bible because was a Bible on the table and I said, why do you believe that book? You know what her answer was? Oh, pastor tells me I have to. And I, you know, I thought, well, okay, you know, that, you know, because not everybody can defend the the word of God, and you know, I'm okay, okay, um, okay. Well, uh, well, why do you? And I asked her a question about the way she and her husband live. I said, "Why do you do this?" Oh, <laughs> pastor says that if you don't, you're wicked. Okay. Um, can you show me that in the Bible? Oh, no, 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 that's just what pastor says. Okay, okay. Um, Well, what about, and I asked another thing. Oh, I would never think about that. Well, I would never do that. Why? Because pastor says that is horrible. And about three or four things, finally, I just stopped asking. Because she had no clue what this book said. She, all she was doing is trusting in the words of men. And, and I'm just here to say this. Let, let, let me be really, really clear on this. If anybody at Grace Baptist Church gives that kind of an answer. We're going to have problems. Okay? Because you don't need to be following me. You need to be following this book. Needless to say, she got really frustrated and I... We just sat there and almost broke out in tears. How sad. So, let's continue on. <clears throat> this precious book that we have contains 66 books. Okay? Some of you may know this stuff. This is, this is a probably review for many of you. Uh, it is divided into two sections the old testament and the new testament <clears throat> the old testament comes first and then the old uh, then the new testament uh well i <clears throat> um, the old testament is recorded before jesus came to the earth who can tell me uh, just real quick the last book of the old testament no. well if you're italian it's malachi okay <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, bad joke. <laughs> and the New Testament is the life of Jesus and after. So, so, what is then the division of the Old Testament and the New Testament? Hello? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's the life of Jesus, okay? that that's the division. That's why. That's the thing that separates the Old Testament from the New Testament okay <clears throat> um, the, the Bible is not subject or excuse where did that come from? Um, is not arranged in chronological order but according to subjects. okay now this is important when you're when you're reading and trying to study the Word of God and you uh, ha- have you ever read? 1st 2nd Samuel, 1st 2nd Kings, 1st 2nd Chronicles, and feel like you just keep rereading the same thing? It's like, wait a minute, I just... Okay, and then... and then, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, you, so the, uh, the books uh, are divided this way. You have uh, hist- uh, books of history, uh, uh, literature, uh, uh, prophets the Gospels, and the Epistles. So those are the, the, major, the major breakdowns. Um, <clears throat> if you ever want to do something interesting, uh, read the Bible chronologically. <clears throat> My wife is actually in the process of uh, reading the Bible chronologically. And it, it, it puts it in a completely different perspective. Uh, because you'll literally read one chapter um, eventually—not at the very beginning—but eventually, when you get into some of the uh, historical books, you'll read a chapter here, and you'll go over here, read a chapter, and then you'll read a chapter here, and you're—and but it's—it's it's the chronological order of, of of the Bible. So when we when we understand that as we read this book, it is not in chronological form. Um, do y'all know what chronological means? Okay. <clears throat> so, um, God wrote the Bible. God is the sole author of the Bible. And we're going to get into this more more in depth here in, in a few minutes. Um, there are two words... <laughs> That we use to describe how God got the Bible to mankind. The first one is the word revelation. <clears throat> uh, this is God communicating uh, previously unknown truths. When God uses revelation, okay? Uh, the other word is inspiration. Uh, This is uh, God having His truth recorded. So, God has revealed Himself to man man in many ways, including creation, our conscience. I don't know if you realize this, but that that little thing inside of you, whenever you do something stupid that goes up in knots, that is a God-given thing. We call it our conscience. Uh, uh, And and he reveals himself through history. Uh, But the clearest way that he reveals himself is through the pages of Scripture. So, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Peter chapter 1. Again, let me say this. Um, my wife has, um, she has several uh, bookmarkers. If you want one of these, uh, we, we know that there are many of you that have not been saved long um, and might, may not know um, the, uh, uh, what's the word, the books of the Bible and the order uh, of the books of the Bible. Uh, and then, uh, and then, like I admitted last week, uh, because of my dyslexia, I have difficulty starting in the middle of the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, and knowing where books are. So, oftentimes, if <clears throat> um, so, you know, if I'm at a preacher's meeting and the, the pastor says, "Turn in th- to the book of hesitations," and uh, <laughs> If you're not laughing, then you don't know that hesitations is not a book of the Bible. Okay, um, but um, you know he'll say, you know, turn to the book of Habakkuk, and I'm, and I, I, I'll be, I'll be like, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Anyway, um, so I'll just most of the time I'll just look over at her and say, okay, where's it? Or <laughs> He or, or, child like I yeah, or, or the, the, the other thing is I just turn until I, and I'm just, and then I just hold it close. <laughs> so nobody can, behind me can see that I'm in, and not, anyway, um, I just lost my place. Um, anyway, there, there, she's got some really cool bookmarks. Um, so if you want, if you want one of these, see her. Uh, you can just keep it in your Bible. If not, you could always do what I do sometimes, and that is turn to the index, and uh, and just do it that way. So there's there's no shame in that. So what did I say? First Peter, uh, second second Peter, second Peter, chapter one. So second Peter in chapter one, let's read verses 19 to 21. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto we do well that <clears throat> ye have uh, uh, heed, excuse me, that ye take heed um, as unto light that shine shineth uh, in a dark place until the day uh, dawn and the star uh, excuse me and the day star rise in your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy cometh not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So this book was not written by men. It was written by God through men. Okay, and it is not of any private interpretation. Anybody want to venture to to figure out what that means? Huh? Or, not of any kind of okay. Um or or exclusive to years ago the Catholic priests tried to say they were the only ones that could understand it. Right. Um Brandon Okay, nobody. Nobody basically has special revelation. There, there is a. Back in the 17th, 16th, 17th century, I think even into the 18th century, uh, when Ill- illiteracy was was rampant worldwide, the uh, the Catholic Church basically locked down the the Word of God, um, and they said. That nobody could understand it except certain priests, and and that what they did is they were able to and 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 for the most part, even if somebody had a copy of it, they were illiterate and they couldn't read it anyway. So uh, so they owned basically the interpretation of the Bible, and people just went along with it. And the sad part is, in In the world today, there is a huge, huge movement in Christianity, and I think is one of the things driving the the lack of people reading their Bibles is the fact that we have so many theologians with master's degrees and doctor's degrees and so so on, and they'll stand in their pulpits and they'll say, you know what? You know, you can read the Bible, but you know what? I, I know what it really means. You know, it's it, it I'm smart enough to have figured it out. And there there are and I'm just telling you, you you need to be careful. And the internet is full of these people who will tell you if you need to know what it really says, Come talk to me. And that, and that is that is that is part of it. So so we need to be very very careful about the the the, the, the word of God. The word of God was written for you and me, and we need to consume it. Because God will speak to you differently than He will speak to me through His word, and we're out of time <clears throat> let's um let's see is there a good stopping point? okay, well, we'll go for a couple more minutes and we'll, then we'll stop um, <clears throat> uh, in this passage, the apostle Peter uh, who saw Jesus. Uh, in his uh, glorified state explains that the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy in other words by having God's revelation of himself written for us in black and white we know it is true and that we can depend on it now let let me let's go back in a practical sense to my friend who vehemently followed every word of her pastor? What what is one of the dangers of that philosophy? Talk to me. Okay. a just like she is. But but is he not a man of God? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Brandon? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. I don't think it's instilling it in your heart. You're not you're not taking it to her. I don't have a better way to say it than that. You're just feeding off of Kareena's copycat. I don't I don't know how else to say that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay? You don't have solid words. Okay? Yes, sir. Well, he's fallible and there's no way to check it. Right. See, I, I think I think I think you're really you guys are really n- nailing it. See, the 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 reality is <clears throat> we all we already learned that this book was written by God. Okay, And we'll, we'll get into it more as we progress. This, this book is written by God for you and for me. And when I can put my faith and my trust in this book, then what's going to happen when life happens? Go to the book. I have a foundation to stand on. That friend that I told you about, her pastor let her down. Several years later, but her pastor let her down. And right now, I I, I know I think I think she goes to church now. But there was a long time. Where they didn't darken the door of a church, because their hope was not in the book. Their hope was in a man. Yes, sir. There you go. And I'm telling you the church ain't falling because he won't fall. huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, that church falls. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I understand what you, okay, okay, I I misunderstood that, okay. And, And that's exactly, and that's exactly what's happening to that church. That church is in the midst of literally imploding. And it's sad. It's sad. Reproof, correction, telling you know if being misled unless you Right. Right. And we're gonna get there. Okay, we're gonna get there. So okay, let's let's go ahead and pray and we'll